0: The funniest thing about what happens when I sit down to record a podcast is that all of a sudden I start to think about my thoughts and I think that I have nothing to say. (laughs) But I have a ton of things to say. I write every day. And it's, it's kind of remarkable how that's a similar process of Not knowing what you're going to talk about before you do, but then you just sit down and start the process. And before you know it, you've created this whole little set of ideas. And uh, that's what I'm going to do here today. Some of the stuff that's been coming up for me in my writing lately has been uh, thinking about truth in marketing. And why am I doing that, you might ask? Well, it's because I'm trying to do the best marketing that I can. And I think that the best marketing is honest, truthful, and straightforward. You know, I I feel like there are brands or... Businesses or services that you know, maybe it is desirable to be uh, deceptive or clever or tricky or, you know, different things than honest and truthful. You know, some people, like you don't look at the Geico commercial because it's honest. You're looking at it because it's funny. But to me, that is not, let me make, let me make some distinctions here. And I, I decided that I'm still a ways off from being any kind of a decent podcaster. So I'm giving myself more time and, you know, I'm trying to, trying to get more consistent in my publishing schedule and my production schedule. And, uh, in order to do that, I need to just realize that there's going to be a lot of brainstorming during this process. You know, it's not, it's an open-ended process of learning and discovery. I'll just say that. But part of what I want to do is to be useful... And to use my time wisely. And to create value. So one of the things that I think is useful is just trying to. define the terms. You know I think that. A better understanding of. The words we're using. Will lead us closer to. Being able to speak and listen with fidelity to the truth and so let's take some some of these ideas and break them down a little bit you know like marketing what is marketing and you know why does truthfulness matter in marketing to me Why is that something that I'm thinking about and striving to do? Okay, so marketing is what a business does to reach an audience. Marketing is everything that is public-facing about a business. And so that means, you know, if it's a retail location, that would include the design of The storefront, the color of the paint, the font for the signage, the type of landscaping, the vibe, the decor, all of that is marketing. The logo is marketing. The social media is marketing. The menu is marketing. The letterhead is marketing the uniforms is marketing Um, email emails a newsletter any form of communication between the business and the public directly is a form of marketing and so what does that mean well businesses have to communicate with the public in order for the public to know that they exist in order to be able to choose them among you know various products or services and so the process of communicating with the public is known as marketing so in one sense it's very simple right now one thing that is pretty common is that people mistake or confuse advertising and marketing and it's because advertising is a form of marketing. But marketing is a bigger pie. It's the larger economic activity of communicating through visual, written, video, any media form that the business communicates with the public is marketing. And advertising Advertising is more specifically a promotion of an event, a service, or a product. And usually that takes the form of a video, uh, a a photograph with text. There's a lot of different ways that advertising happens. And advertising is the most, usually it's the most direct effort to present the offer, to create the sale. And the sale in marketing, of course, is the goal, because if you have a business and you're making something for the public you know you want them to to get it you want them to buy your thing and love it and enjoy it and talk about it and tell other people about it and then want to buy it again you know that's how that's how business works and there's an expense in marketing in order to reach new audience new customers and for a business to survive in the long run, the amount that a person spends over their their lifetime towards a business has to be more than it takes to acquire a new customer for that balance to work out. And that's kind of one of the basic equations of marketing that is important, is you know and in order to do that businesses strategize on how to spend their marketing budget you know what is the best bang for their buck in terms of acquiring new customers and but i, I want to step back even a little bit further than that In order for there to be marketing, there has to be a market. Now what is a market? I've been listening to the audiobook of Wealth of Nations by Adam Smith, and you know, that's where a lot of what we think about when we talk about markets comes from. People refer to that as the bible of economics. and. I think I, you know, read excerpts of it in high school. But somehow, it's a book that I never actually studied. And I think it's because there's... This gets into the whole point of this podcast today, which is about truthfulness and marketing. I think it's because we're highly suspicious of advertising and businesses because there is a long history of businesses being fraudulent and being dishonest and taking advantage of the public. And so the bad actors create a culture of distrust. And then what happens is Strangely enough, it shifts the whole culture in the direction of dishonesty. You know, it's almost like, I think the same thing happens with our political rhetoric, where people don't aim for the truth. You know, it's it's like in negotiations. And this is a difficult thing to learn, And, you know, I think it's easier for some people, harder for others. Um, And that's for different reasons. It's not that one style or approach is better than the others. But I think that some people don't... Some people would rather just name a price and stick to it. You know, and that feels to them honest and integral and you know it's how they want to be it's how they want to run their business but generally in negotiations both sides are asking for more than what they want because the idea is that they're going to end up somewhere in the middle and if they start out by talking about the middle then they don't negotiate properly they don't negotiate in a way that works for them by being honest they cut themselves short now I don't think that negotiations have to go that way but I think that that's a part of the reason why there is this distrust, but it's also because, you know, I mean, just take that as an example, a negotiation process where a business is hiring a person and the person has to lie about what they want in order to get what they want. I mean, doesn't, doesn't that seem like that's kind of the root of the problem? And the reason being is because the business doesn't see it in their best interest to compensate the employee to the level of their value. When businesses are able to make more money or cut the, cut the costs in one place, a lot of times they'll do that. Now, I think that that's a fundamental part of the culture of a company, though. And that was one of the things I liked in that book, No Rules Rules, about Netflix, and how they want to pay the high end of the market. Their negotiations are much, much different, because they want to retain their high-level talent. So they they go in with an honest sense of what the value of that position is going to be, and they're willing to pay that. And they would rather not pay less. You know, and this comes down to enlightened self-interest versus short-term gains. You know, in the long run, a business is going to do better by building positive relationships with their employees and, and creating an atmosphere, a culture of trust where if I produce, I do my job and you know I, I show up and I am able to get the job done and I get results, then I should be compensated. Right? I shouldn't have to do the job and then fight to get compensated that I think puts it's not, it's not about it being unfair although it is that too it's more about it being unwise you know it's like not taking proper care of your equipment of course it's not going to function well but for some reason we think that we don't need to treat people with the same level of maintenance and care that we you know will put into automobiles or other forms of other things that are important to our work but it can be done and when it is done this is about the leadership of a business when a business leads by building up their employees and taking care of their employees they may miss out on some short-term profits, which is probably a lot easier said than done. But for any brave CEO who has a long-term vision, I think that is a smart approach. But I don't think that that has been the rule. I think that Business owners, by and large, have been very savvy, very sophisticated, intelligent people. But I think that, in the long term outcome of our social structure, I don't think that business has been designed in a way to create the best outcome for anyone because all the money in the world doesn't do you any good if the social fabric breaks down you know we all belong to a social contract and you know there's there's no way to just escape from reality and buy your way onto an island, you know, I think that these bizarre fantasies that people try to live out are futile, and that it's just much better to do the hard thing, it's simple, which is build slow for the long term, and, you know, you're not going to get rich quick, but you're going to build something lasting, and it may have a period of great acceleration. I and mean, when you want to be ready for that, you know, growth can be unmanageable. And that can be a good problem to have, but it can also be a fatal problem. But so marketing is markets, is supply and demand, is the division of labor. Supply and demand, in order for there to be marketing, there needs to be a market, which means there needs to be a demand. Sometimes, now this is the interesting thing, is that in order to differentiate themselves, businesses oftentimes strive to innovate. Come up with new products or new versions of products or new features that will fulfill some need that people don't even know they have. And so there's not a demand for it yet, but it's only because people haven't seen the solution to the problem that they have. And so the whole question of supply and demand is inherently psychological and therefore mysterious. Why do people want certain things? What creates a demand? What is the anatomy of a market? You know, and I think that on that level, a market is an abstract representation of human desire, human need, human want, and so it is this profoundly complicated, dynamic, and changing thing, and so markets are exciting, and that's why people who follow business, you know, it's to them, it's like following sports. It's seeing how how businesses perform, what they do, how they're able to innovate, what types of new offerings they create, you know, and and it is for better and for worse. I think a lot of times new things create both new opportunity, but also sometimes new challenges. And so in the case of social media, we've been going through that, you know, quite extensively. Both the new benefits that are available to people because of the ability to be connected, but also this polarization that seems to be fueled by algorithms that social media companies are creating with the intention of keeping people on their app keeping people distracted or just paying attention to that app and you know i think that that again is an error in culture it's a cultural error to set things up like that in the same way that a business needs to have profit but like I said earlier it's the lifetime amount of money that a customer spends on a business that really counts All right, and so if maximizing the short term profit through you know dishonest practices causes a person to not fall in love with the brand and not want to return to the brand for the rest of their life, then that's a tremendous amount of business that is lost. And I think that with social media, we're experiencing that very much so. that I'm sure that there are lots of conversations going on behind the scenes about this, but an algorithm that is solely designed to attract attention uh, is similar to a business that simply wants to maximize its profits. You know, that blind, unthinking index of performance is not going to be able to discern between good attention, and bad attention. You know, and so social media becomes an addictive thing that's harmful to people. And in in that case, these businesses are doing something criminal. You know, I think that knowingly creating addiction is what tobacco companies did and you know, I think that if there's any lesson to be learned from the tobacco companies it's that it's not in your best interest in the long run to be harmful to your customers you know, it's much better to provide Healthful solutions to problems you know cigarettes provide a solution to people and I don't smoke cigarettes myself but I don't I don't judge people for smoking cigarettes because they do it for a number of different reasons and I think a lot of times it's about coping with stress and I think that it's not a great way to do it but you know it's what people choose But I think, from a business point of view, choosing to produce something harmful to people, addictive, is is just a bad business move, you know? I mean, who wants to make their money that way? Not all money is good money. And uh, I think that the future of social media is going to depend upon social media companies taking responsibility for the culture. Of their platform. And I don't think that that is going to be achieved by selectively censoring people, by shadow banning people, by deplatforming people. I don't think that that is going to be the solution. I think that the solution is. First of all, it's going to come from the people. The people will demand it. You know, when the problems are bad enough, the people will demand it. But I don't think that it's in the best interest of companies to wait until the people are so upset with them that they demand a change. You know, I would think it would be much more advantageous to anticipate those problems because they're so clearly obvious and then engineer solutions to them. So, if an algorithm is telling a company that people respond to articles that make them angry, that people tend to share things that outrage them, then, you know, I think that serving up people outrageous things is the problem, right? If that's, this is the whole thing that social media has not figured out both from the business side and from the user side, is that it is not a neutral activity in any way, shape, or form. And it's a dangerous activity that comes with great risks and costs. It's not free. It's not free at all. It's not even just the time that you spend. It's the lifestyle that you engage in. It's the posture of your body. It's the Businesses that you have to be in contact with. It's the Apple phone you have in your pocket. It's the Verizon wireless signal that is giving you access to the internet. You know, it's nothing simple or straightforward or honest. It's complicated. It's difficult. And it is not natural. But it can be good, though. It can be all of those things. And I think that in order to shape social media into the thing that we want it to be, it's our responsibility to figure out what that is and then to, you know, to show that there is a demand, right? That's the whole thing about a market. As soon as people exhibit the signs of a demand, then a the supply is sure to arrive. You that's the whole that's the whole way business works. People request something. People want something. People need something. And then a business figures out how to get it to them. And whoever does that the best, the cheapest, the fastest, usually gets that business. And if they're able to create a business that has a culture that people resonate with, and they're honest and straightforward and sincere, then that business stands a chance to become an institution of our culture and a legacy and a part of history. And that's something significant. But it takes leadership. It takes leadership to create that culture, and I think that part of what we're experiencing is youthfulness and lack of inex- lack of experience. We are seeing the symptoms of inexperience in the building of culture, and we're all paying the price for that but we all have a part to play in it and we all can do something to improve it you know I think that social media is not going away and it's very 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 full of lies you know lots and lots of lies but I think that in the end honesty is going to win And so that's just going to be the process we're going to have to watch play out. You know, and unfortunately, as people are deceived and they're led on these, you know, wild goose chases and they're shepherded into fights and they're distracted from the important things that they should be working on. You know, hopefully people will We'll we'll wake up to that. You know, I think that we have been becoming more and more aware of institutional problems. But I don't think that criticism alone is going to save us. I think that we need to build a culture. And the culture that we build needs to have... The health and the well being of all of our people as a part of its design. So that does involve institutional reform. That does involve a general conversation about what is best for us in the long run. You know, and I think that that's very possible. And You know, that's what is happening on some levels, and that's what we need to amplify and push forward. You know, I think that the awareness of the problems is important, but I think that a vision for a better future is much more powerful. And that is what is lacking, but that is what we need to do. And... You know, some brands are doing that. I think it takes a lot of courage to resist the temptation to use kind of a shock and awe approach at marketing that doesn't have any sense of responsibility to the truth or honesty. You know, people get excited by their own hype, and in doing so, they can lose their way. But when people are grounded and they have a clear sense of the culture that they want to create, then businesses can really contribute in a meaningful way and participate in the creation of our overall culture. And, you know, that's what is exciting about marketing to me, is that it's about people. It's about people's needs and wants. It's about culture. It's about how we change the ways we do things and how businesses respond to those changes. You know, and the cultural evolution has intensified into culture wars and they keep erupting in violent outbursts but that doesn't mean that we don't have the power to create a cultural conversation and to have enough intelligence and imagination to be open to hear other ideas and to decide to do what's best for the most people instead of clinging to what we think is right, and being spiteful, because we have pride. I think being open to better ways of doing things is incredibly hopeful. It takes courage, and it's what we need to do. So... This is an ongoing theme for me for sure because marketing is messaging, is communication and whether it's for a brand or it's for a not-for-profit organization it needs to be done in a way that informs and invites the public into a conversation but I don't think that it's in our best interest to continue to try to use our communication in manipulative ways, but instead I think that deciding that as a business we want to keep our talent, so we're going to offer them the high end of the market and as employees we're going to honor that gesture and perform to the highest of our abilities. And when those things come together, then some real magic can happen. Because once we gain trust in each other and that we're in this together and that we're not going to take advantage of each other, that we're going to build together And we are honest and fair. That's the recipe for a good culture. And it starts with truth in marketing. Truth in the way that you communicate who you are to the world. That's my dog drinking water in the background. And I'm going to get her some fresh air. So I'll be signing off tonight from santa cruz this is jake j thomas jake j thomas photo bringing you another episode of the dialogic podcast till next time peace